Hello. Let's see. Hello world, it's Siraj. Welcome to this live stream. Uh, today I'm going to be uh, visualizing data with d3.js, which is a data visualization library. I don't normally do uh, anything with JavaScript for this channel, but I've done a lot of JavaScript in the past when I worked at Twilio, when I worked on my own side projects. JavaScript is a great uh, language for hackathons or hacking up anything really quickly to, to show off. And data visualization is really important uh, for demoing what you've done. So that's what we're going to be talking about that. So I'm going to start off this uh, live stream with a five-minute Q&A. And then we'll get right to the code. And what we're going to be doing is visualizing the survivor data set uh, for the Titanic um, Kaggle data set. All right, so let's start off with the Q&A. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Good to see you guys. Um, what are my thoughts on neural networks for FPGA? Um, FPGAs operate on a completely different uh, architecture, like a computing architecture. And I think that there's a lot of space uh, for experimentation with that. I've only seen one tutorial on F FPGAs and neural networks on the machine learning subreddit, and that was like a few months ago. Um, but I, I definitely think there's a lot of work to do there. Uh, data visualization with Unity and D3, I would pick one or the other. I don't see how both of them would work together. Unity is like something entirely different. It's for 3D graphics, and, and D3 is more for 2D. A neural net for Pokemon would be awesome. That's actually been done before. Actually, if you look today on the machine learning subreddit, there is a, there's a guy who just colorized Pokemon Blue for uh, using a, a convolutional neural network. How should I prepare for a thesis interview on autonomous driving? Uh, you should take the self-driving car nano degree that I'm working on with Udacity. It's totally worth it. A bunch of car companies are going to look at this as a valid thing, so you should totally look at that. For an amateur, I would say start with D3, not Bokeh, if you want to get into data visualization using JavaScript. And any code podcasts or YouTube channels that I recommend, I would say um, my own. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I really like, um, let's see, there, there are a couple, but I think one that comes to mind is um, one for iOS. Uh, it's uh, the guy who made AF Networking. So search AF Networking uh, blog. His name's Matt. Any book for machine learning? I'm really excited for Andrew Ong's Machine Learning Yearning. Uh, that's coming out in like a month, I think. That's going to be super cool. Where do I work? I do this YouTube channel full time. I don't... That, that's, that's all I do. Uh, I'm not going to work for anybody. Do I classify D3.js as a low-level graphics library? Um, I classify it as lower level than a lot of JavaScript libraries because it works, it manipulates the DOM directly, which is the elements that you see on the page, the document object model. The DOM is just an, is a fancy way of saying what you see on a page. 
Are you using D3 Pi library? No, I'm just working directly with D3. And uh, also, I just wanted to say uh, about the whole Trump election, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. If you look at the data, the majority of people, 18 to 25, like 96% of millennial voters voted for Hillary. So the future is still bright. And uh, you know, if we just keep going in this bad direction, I'll just run for president in like 20 years. So, well, you know what I'm saying? So anyway. What data? Uh, just it's it's all over Twitter. I mean, just like, yeah. Anyway, all right. Two more questions, and then we're gonna get started. This, let's see. Um, what will the schedule for today be? It's going to be. Uh, <laughs> the schedule for today will be. Uh, using d3.js to visualize to visualize data for the Titanic survivor data set off of Kaggle. And I'm going to show you guys that. Okay, last question. How old are you? I am 25 years old. 25 years old, all right? That's all for, um, okay, one more. Uh, thoughts on self-driving cars. They're coming really, really fast, like next year. I've actually saw a lot of self-driving cars uh, just here in San Francisco, just like all around. Like they're, they're like Uber is testing them. So anyway, okay, so here we go. We're gonna get started. I'm gonna go ahead and screencast. So um, go ahead and I want you guys to work with me on this, okay? If you have, you all you need to do is have Node installed, node.js, all right? So let's, I'm gonna screencast and we're gonna get started. Here we go, here we go. One more time, everybody feeling fine. Screen share, all right? Okay, t -t 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 -t. share. Okay, so now you guys see a bunch of stuff here. All right. I'm going to put this in the corner. Da -da -da -da. I thought about being a rapper, but you know, computer science is just my calling. And I'm sure I can combine both. I'm actually going to LA. YouTube is, I just won this YouTube thing called Next Up for creators, like 20 creators. And I'm going to go to, they're paying for the flight and the hotel. And it's going to be really cool. I'm going to try to make a, not try, I'm going to make a machine learning music video. So, oh, I just admitted that. See, you guys get to know the details because you're watching me live. I didn't really tell anybody this. But okay, so here we go. Uh, let me explain what I have here on the screen. Let me maximize this. Let me maximize this. Bop, 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 bop. Make it really big. The corner here. Uh, there I am. Really small. Just like my brain. Just kidding. Okay. So, all right. What do I have here? What do I have here? I have a Node app. Okay. And let me explain what's happening here. I have a few things pre-coded so that we don't have to code that. I just have a few things pre-coded right now. Uh, so we just get right to the, the good stuff. So let's talk about what we have here. So in your so what you want to do is you want to start off by creating a package.json. And in Node, well, actually, let me, let me start off with explaining uh, what we're doing here. So we're going to visualize our data in the browser with D3, OK? 
The data set we're using is the Titanic Survivor data set off of Kaggle. And let me just show you guys an example of that. So the Kaggle Titanic data set uh, is really popular. It's been in use uh, in machine learning for quite a while. Um, let me have that show up on the screen right here. Okay, where did that go? Where'd it go? Boom. Is it behind this? Where'd it go? Fuck, hold on. There it is. Okay, so yeah, this is it. If you can find it on Kaggle, there's a there's a bunch of great um, data sets off of Kaggle. I'm always using Kaggle data sets. They're well documented, and they have a lot of people that are using them. And so what this one is is it shows all the passengers off of Titanic, and it shows whether or not they survived and a bunch of features about them. So it's going to show things like their age, their gender, uh, where they embarked from, uh, uh, where they're from in general. Um, and whether or not they survived, which is a Boolean, like yes, they survived or no, they didn't survive. And we can do a lot of things with this data. We can predict if somebody survived based on wh what their gender is. Well, we can predict whether or not somebody survived based on where they're from. And so it's a really great data set to get started with learning about machine learning and predictive analytics. Okay, so that's the data set we're gonna, using you. We're gonna be using. You can get it from right here, right at this link. All right? Uh, so that's the data set. And, uh, we're going to be using uh, the node. We're going to be using JavaScript, by the way. And the reason we're using JavaScript is because JavaScript is the programming language of the web. JavaScript is messy. It's ugly. It's been stretched and pulled to do things that no one ever intended for it to do. Yet, it is the language of the web. It is pervasive. It is everywhere. It is behind every single website you visit on the internet. Okay, and so JavaScript is a really, really important language, and everybody should know at least a little bit of JavaScript, okay? And uh, the data set is not formatted in JSON, it's formatted in CSV, okay? And I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But what we're gonna be using is the d3.js JavaScript library. D3 is a JavaScript library that you can add to the front end of your web application, okay? So D3 stands for data-driven documents. Let me show you guys, and D3 stands for data-driven documents. It was a library that was created basically to showcase uh, all the data that people have. And it's, it's got this huge open source community. There's like 9,000 forks on GitHub uh, for the D3 library. It is the biggest data viz library in the world. And let me show you guys uh, what I mean when I say that, okay? If, if you just look on the internet at a couple of examples of D3, you have literally thousands of examples Okay, thousands of examples of all the different types of data visualization things you can do with D3. It is extremely powerful, okay? You've, you can do pie charts, you can do matrices, there's a lot of animations, uh, all sorts of things. Bar charts, pie charts, chord diagrams, lollipops, tables, bubbles. They're all over the place and D3 is a really great library for visualizing these things. All right, so that's what, that's what we're gonna be using. We're gonna be using uh, D3 and um, and what D3 does, and the reason I chose it besides its huge open source community, uh, is it directly manipulates elements in the document object model, the DOM, which is a fancy term for saying whatever you're shown on the current web page, like the table, the head, things like that. So if you're ever presenting at a conference or a hackathon class, you are gonna get extra credit for knowing D3, okay? Because it doesn't matter how good your work was, you have to present it really well, and that's all about visualization, okay? So let's get started. We're gonna be using Node to show this. It's gonna be a web app, and Node is a JavaScript runtime. 
Uh, traditionally, before Node, you would have to, when you create a web app, you create your backend, and your backend's going to be in some weird language like, you know, Scala or something else, and then your front end's going to be in JavaScript. So you have to know two languages. But with Node, you can do the backend and the front end in JavaScript. You could do the entire stack in JavaScript. So the back end means things that are happening in the background, data manipulation, data storage, uh, you know, machine learning. You have to do all that in a different language. But with JavaScript, I mean, with Node, you could do it all in JavaScript. So we're going to be using Node. Go ahead and install Node, uh, and you can do that as a binary for any system you're on. Uh, and once you have Node, it comes with NPM, which is the Node Package Manager. You can install a bunch of JavaScript libraries, just like you do with Python's Package Manager, OK? PIP, NPM install, OK? So this is our package.json, and it shows, uh, it shows what our dependencies are going to be. In this case, our dependency is just going to be express, which is, which, is a, which is a dependency that allows you to create a skeleton for your Node app automatically, all right? Uh, and and uh, we also have our uh, app.js, okay, which I've already uh, coded a skeleton for us here. I'm just going to quickly explain this so we can get to the, the logic that we're going to be doing in this code. In the app.js, we have three uh, variables that we're going to start off with. For express, we import our express module that we already installed as a dependencies. And then we're going to create our app using the express and then we have a path variable that uses uh, the, the path dependencies, which is going to, we're going to have, I'll show you guys what we're going to do with that. The first line is going to be app.use express static path join public. What does that mean? It's, it says take whatever is in the public folder and use it in this app. So what do we have in our public folder? Let's check. In our public folder, I've got four items, okay? I've got d3.b3.min.js. What is this? This is a bunch of code, but what it is is the D3 library. You can download this, and we're going we're gonna to link to it in our index file, in our index.html, so we can use D3. This is all of D3. It, it's, it looks like it's not a lot, but it's a lot of code. You just can't see it because it's all happening horizontally. Okay? And then the next thing we're going to use is Dimple. Dimple is a wrapper around D3 that makes it easier to use. So let me show you guys what Dimple looks like, okay? Dimple is an API to visualize D3 in an easy way. So D3 can, the learning curve for D3 can be kind of intense. So uh, we're going to just use Dimple to have an easy wrapper around it. So we're going to be able to use D3 elements with an easy-to-use API. It's a great way to get started for data visualization. All right, so dimplejs.org, check that out. So that's it. Those are the, those are the things we're going to be using. And the last two uh, the last two call, uh, items are the Titanic data set. The first one shows uh, the passengers, their status, you know, whether or not they survived, and the features about them, class, sex, and whether, where they embarked from. And the next one shows uh, more information about them, like their ticket, the fare, the cabin, things like that, and their passenger ID. These are these are our two um, these are our two dependencies, okay? Oh, sorry, our two uh, data sets, the Titanic data set. All right, um, so that's what we're going to be using in our app, and that's what we're saying. Let's use whatever is in the public folder. Then we create our first route, all right? And in our first route, we're going to say uh, get whatever is in the index1.html file and show it on the page. So whenever we hit this, which is the main page, we're going to go to localhost and we're going to hit it. It's going to show us whatever is in our index.html. 
All right. So what is this last code? This last code is going to start our server, okay? It's gonna say start it at port 5000 using the address and port and then and then print it to terminal. That's it, okay? So let's let's see what that looks like. I already ran it, so I already typed in node app.js. That's all you have to type in. Node app node app.js, okay? And once you do that, it's going to see right here, node app.js. It's going to start it's going to start the app at the at port 5000. So let's see what that looks like. Localhost 5000. I'm going to show this to you guys right here. Okay. All it says is data visualization. Why is that? Because in my index.html, the page is showing that's the only thing that I have show up. So what do we, so what do we have here? So what do we have here? Well, we're starting off with, uh, our script. So we import D3 and Dimple, and we do that using the script keyword. All right, this is all HTML, but we're going to be writing JavaScript inside of HTML, and we can tell HTML to use JavaScript by pointing by using these script keywords. All right, so we've imported D3 and Dimple, and now we're going to actually perform our data visualization. Okay, and so I've written out HTML here of what we're going to be doing. All right, so let's start off by, cre by creating a bar chart for to, to plot survivors by uh, their class, so whatever class they were in. All right, so let's do it. Okay, here we go. All right, so let's, let's type that out. So in HTML, we're gonna say, we're gonna create an H2 tag, which is a header, and say survivors uh, by passenger class. And it's going to be a bar chart, so we'll say bar. All right, this is just text. This is just plain text. All right. Now we need to tell our HTML that we're about to write some JavaScript. Shit's about to get real. We're about to write some JavaScript. This isn't no HTML anymore. All right. So we'll start off by writing JavaScript uh, by the script tag, and then we'll close it. Okay. That means that we're ready to uh, write our JavaScript. And what are we going to do well we're going to put this inside of what we call a div a div is an element email that we we group things as and we're going to call this div this div chart container two because we're going to have another one later and we'll close the div in in html you open and close everything just like this all right open and close all right so let's start off by um Oh, you guys are hilarious. Okay, so let's start off by doing this, all right? So let's go ahead and say, we're gonna create our first SG, oh, close, close my H2, close my H2. Oh yeah, thank you, appreciate it. So now, let's do this. So we're gonna, first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna say bar, and we're gonna call this SVG2, all right? Bar SVG2 equals dimple.newSVG, and we're gonna, call the element that we want to use for this. And um, let's see. Uh, and then close it here in the parenthesis. And then 600, 400. So what did I just do here? Well, I'm creating an SVG. SVG is a language for describing 2D graphics in XML. All right. So we're going to create one here. So the, the arguments here are the parent selector. Um, are the parent selector, which is select. 
selector, which is what the element in the DOM we want to write this bar chart in, and then uh, the size and width of it. Okay, so it's an SVG element, and, and it's going to be a chart. All right. So let's go ahead and do this. Uh, we're going to say we're going to now we're going to use D3. So we're going to say D3.csv. So we're going to call our data data from our CSV file, and then we're going to say uh, we're going to say function uh, data. What is this doing? D3 has a bunch of file types it can support when loading data, and one of the most common ones is just plain old CSV, which is what we have our data in. So we're going to use the CSV function of D3 to convert our, our data into an array of objects, and that array is going to be that data variable. That's going to be stored in the data variable. All right? Uh, so, okay, so here we go. Uh, we're going to, I have not seen Doctor Strange yet. I want to watch Black Mirror. So now we're going to create a chart uh, by combining our SVG and our data variable and data variable. What am I doing with this? Uh, that's not. Uh, there we go. Now, all right, here we go. Here we go. So now we're going to create our chart, and we're going to say var chart instance. Chart instance. Thank you, Zalan. Instance equals new dimple dot chart. Okay, we're going to create our chart, and we're going to use the SVG we just created, that SVG2 variable, and our uh, data that we just created with that function. That's our chart instance. Now we're going to set our bounds. Set bounds. I'm definitely going to close this function in a second. Yep. Uh, let's see. Set bounds. And so for our bounds, we're going to say, um, we're going to say, we're going to take that chart instance, and we're going to call the set bounds variable. And we're going to say the length, width, height, and size. Uh, and, and where, sorry, the length, width, and the location on the screen we want this to be. OK, so that's going to be the bounds. And then we're going to say uh, we want to add our axes, right, to our, to our variable. So we're going to say chart instance, and we're going to add our category axis. We're going to add our category axis. So, the, so that's going to be our x axis, OK? And that's going to be our passenger class. So this is a bar chart. This is a bar chart. I'm going to call it passenger class. And uh, that's our x variable. And we want to order it. We're going to add order rule. We want to order it by type, so the type of data that it is. We could order it by number, by value. We're going to order it by type. So now we did the x. And now let's do y. So for our y axis, we're going to say chart instance Uh, chart instance dot add PCT axis, which is going to create our Y axis. We'll label Y, and that's going to be the count. Okay, so that's the number of people. So, so the passenger class and then the count. Those are our X and Y variables. So uh, now we're going to add one one more variable, which is going to be status, and that's going to show up whenever we hover over one of the bars. So we're going to add a series, and that's going to show up whenever we. I'll show you guys in a second. We're going to call it status. Um, and then we're going to say uh, dimple.plot.bar. So we're going to call that. Lastly, we're going to add a legend. So like we can see like what's happening here. We're going to add a legend. Uh, and we're going to say, where do we want this legend to be? So we'll say chart instance, uh, and then add a legend. So the x location, x and y values, uh, the size of it, and then what part of the screen. Uh, it's going to be the right side, okay? So right. 
Okay, so that's that. And now that's it. And now I think that's it. Oh, no, no, one more thing. We have to draw it. So say chart instance. You are the legend. Answer to file. You are the legend. Chart instance dot draw 1,000, so the size. Boom. Okay, now let's compile this shit and see what happens. Um, okay, hold on. Something's wrong here. Let's see. Uh, I have to close this, right? I think somebody told me that. Now let's see what happens. Uh, nope, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so now line 18, H2 close. Right, exactly. Thank you. Yes. Right, okay, so there is a problem here. Let's see, let's figure this out. We can do this. Oh, I see, I close the script tag. Line 43 is, right, a capital here. Let's see what we got here. Nope, what else is going, line 41, uh, I've got this uh, camel casing. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Line 23. Um, SVG2 chart container two, I think, right? Um, and oh, and then I need to go ahead and add a bunch of these uh, semicolons at the end of everything, right? So one, two, three, four, five. I forgot about that. I'm still in Python mode, guys. Okay, so I'll add that everywhere. And boom, 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 boom. All right. It's not needed, but like, okay. Uh, where are we here? Okay, let's see. There's something we can, let's just inspect this using our Chrome inspector. What's the deal here? Where are we? Okay, hold on. All right, whatever. Let's just X out of that. Um, so let me remove these just so we could see what's happening here. Let me remove these comments for a second. Bop, 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 bop. Um, and all right, so what's the deal here? Okay, so line 24, I need to remove one of these. There we go. Um, let's see. And then in console, line 23, we've got... Um, we've got dimple new SVG and uh, I'm closing it. Oh, I need to add that. Oh, 24. And so in line 24, I've got um, titanic.csv and then um, we got this, we got this. Uh, this is ha what, what is happening here? I've got d3.csv and then yeah, let's see let's see in console. So if we go to inspect and then we go to console, type error chart instance.add category is not a function. Uh, add category axis. There it is. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, okay, cool. So let's see what that looks like. All right, boom. So that's a nice little animation, right? Let me refresh that so it goes See, it goes up like that. And uh, let's see, so what happened here? So this is our, uh, this is our 
uh, access. I, I do need a linter, but like, I don't have time for that. So these are our three classes, right? And we visualize these three classes. Let's look at our code and what it what's visualizing. Okay, and uh, these are our three classes and then we're ordering them by the type. We have a legend, survived and died, and uh, we have ordered it by percentage uh, and we have our legend here, survived and died. And remember that third thing that I added at the end, uh, the, uh, what was it? The ad series, the status, that's just survived or not, okay? So that's that, okay? So that was a bar chart. And now we want to do a pie chart. And this is gonna be easier, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and do that. We'll add a pie chart now. Let's do that, okay? So this is gonna be the same thing. So, okay, except we're going to do now a, we're gonna show the share of passengers as a pie chart. And so what's happening here, okay? So for this, um, we're going to uh, just create a div for it. So that's the first step. We'll create a div. And for this div, uh, we're going to, oh man, you guys are so funny, okay. Let's see what people are saying here. Uh, da, 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 da. I am a pro because I use libs. I, yeah. Okay, so now div. I did vote, I did vote for Hillary. I did, I did. Uh, but it's okay, it'll be fine. So now we're going to uh, do the same thing for the passenger share of pie charts. So let's let's go let's go ahead and do this. So the idea of the of this is going to be called pie chart container twelve. Let's just call it twelve uh, for no reason. Okay. So now we're going to say we're going to create our header for it. So we're going to say passenger share uh, by class one. These are there are three classes: class one, class two, and class three. And class three, and we'll close our div. All right, so we had that, and now, uh, <laughs> so now we're going to say, uh, let's write our script. So we'll do our script tag again, script, and then type equals, what is the type? The JavaScript type, right? Text slash JavaScript. Um, and now, um, uh, here we go. So now we have our script type, and I need to close that. And so that is, uh, okay, we, so we did that. So now let's do that. So we'll do the same thing. We're gonna create our SVG. So let's say SVG 12 because it's the container 12, right? And we're gonna say dimple, that's the library we, we're using, which is a wrapper around D3, to create a new SVG type. We're gonna get our element from the DOM, which we're gonna call pie chart. We're gonna call it pie, not piece chart, pie chart, pie chart. All right, container 12. Okay, and okay, some of you guys are like JavaScript pros and that's awesome and you have very opinionated views on uh, syntax to use and that's fine and keep doing it, but I'm just gonna keep going because this is about data visualization, all right? So, change line 38. Line 38, uh, change it because 
I don't see a reason to change it, but okay, div ID. So now, build a wall in Python. That might be a future video of a big wall for Python. So now we're going to say, uh, this is the data set we're using, the Titanic train.csv. So this is a different, the other data set, right? And we're going to say, uh, for our function, uh, thank you, for our function that we're going to use, and we're going to turn our data into an array. So we're going to take that whole, that whole thing, and we're going to turn it into an array. And we're going to say, um, we'll close it. We'll, we'll just go ahead and start off with it closed, right? So we don't have to deal with that. And we're going to say, let's create our chart instance. Just like last time, we'll create a chart instance. Uh, and actually, I only need to do these two examples. I'm not going to do the other two. These are two. These these two examples are good enough for this for this video. Okay, so you get to see a bar chart and a pie chart. Okay, and you see how we're working with two different data sets. So dimple.chart, uh, and we're going to say SVG12, right? So that that variable we just declared, uh, and uh, and now we're going to uh, set the bounds for this chart instance. So set bounds, set bounds, just like we did last time. So where is it going to be on the screen? 460 and 360. And then we're going to say, what else do we want to do this? So this is a part pie chart, right? So we need to make sure that uh, we add our axes. I mean, there, there are still axes in a in a pie chart, but we they're just they're not like uh, horizontal axes. So, so someone said something about forty four pi is a capital P. Thank you. All right. So now chart instance dot add. Thank you, John. I I, I appreciate it. Uh, add measure axis. Okay. So for our measure axis, we're going to call it P, and P stands for passenger class, and we're going to we're going to see what that looks like in a second. Um, so now we're going to add a series. So that's going to be the passenger class. Thanks, Leandro. Uh, passenger class, and that's going to be uh, what we call all of it, the the whole series of the pie chart. So we're almost done with this. Uh, and it's going to be the, that pie chart, dimple.plot.py. Uh, so now we have two more things, to, two more lines for this, and then we're done. So that's going to be, we're going to add a legend, just like we did last time, add legend. Uh, and that's going to be, let's see, the legend's going to be 500, 20, we're on the screen, 90, 300. And these are absolute values, and we want it to be on the left side of the screen. Uh, and... Um, cool. Now we can draw it. Those, that's it. Now we'll go ahead and draw it. Boom. Now let's see what happens when we visualize this. Okay. All right. Let's see it in our browser. Okay. So something went wrong. Let's go ahead and inspect the console. As you guys have suggested, very the pie chart container 12 selector did not match any elements. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a piece chart. Oh, I think someone said that. I was just like not listening. Okay. Boom. Pie chart container 12 does not match any instance. Oh, sorry. Pie chart container 12. There we go. There we go. Okay. 38. 
let's see. What did someone say about 38? There we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so, um, right. So what do we have here? I feel like this needs to be more descriptive, but we have three classes, and they're they're all displayed here, right? So that's it's kind of the same of what we have here, but it's a pie chart, right? And if we reload it, we can see that animation for the bar chart, but the pie chart doesn't really have that. We could add that if we wanted to, but we're not going to, okay? So those are our two, uh, sorry, variables that we've done. Those are our two charts, and and yeah, so, that, that was my short video, my short little video on data visualization. Um, I want to do more on this stuff. Uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments later. Uh, so now, so that, that was it. That was, I know this was a shorter video than the past two times, but I just wanted to show you guys what this looks like. Uh, and now I'll do a closing five minute Q&A and then, yeah, that'll be the end. So. Okay, so let me show you guys the code as well. Let me make sure you guys get a full overview of what's happening here. Right, so I did, the, I did it in a bar chart and a pie chart, and it showed up just like this. All right. All right. And yeah, so definitely check out Dimple uh, and D3. There's a lot of great visualizations that people have done with D3. Um, I'll take three questions. So what was my first machine learning project? My first machine learning project was, uh, I worked at the robotics lab at Columbia and they needed someone who was going to uh, take the code they'd already written in C++ and convert it to CUDA so it could run on a GPU. And I was like way in over my head, but I was just like, yeah, 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 I can do that. I was just like inside like, no, but I just really wanted to be in the robotics lab. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can do this. And so that was really hard, but basically I took C++ and I converted it to CUDA and that was a huge learning experience. Um, so that was my first machine learning project. And what the code did was it just, it was a classifier. Uh, this was before any machine learning libraries were, was out there. So it was like, it was just like raw, um, uh, it was just like raw C++, no libraries. Um, so that was my first project. But I wouldn't ever recommend that as a first machine learning project for you. If I were to start today, I would start with probably like scikit-learn. Just to like, like before even neural networks, just like a linear regression, okay? Um, how to connect D3.js, so okay, second of three questions before we're done. Can you explain how to connect D3.js with Python? Sure, so D3, okay, so there's a front end and a back end in a web app, okay? So in the back end, you want to use a, a language that will be able to store data and manipulate it. So Python has a framework for this called Django, okay? Uh, so Django is a great framework for this. Python and Django. Look up Django, okay? D-J-A-N-G-O, okay? So with Django, you could create all of this backend manipulation, so entry, right? So maybe you just start off with a Django web app that just shows a, a little text entry form where you type in a name, and then it shows the name, okay? That's it. And so Python would let you do that. And you add D3 to that uh, Django repository, like the, you know, via NPM, and or not via npm, but just like pop, pop, pop in that min.js d3 file that, that I showed you here in this public folder right here. And then you can just manipulate uh, elements directly uh, using d3. So anything that you send back to, you could send forward from the Django web app, uh, you can manipulate with d3 and show in any way you want. Uh, so the last question is, 
Um, is it possible to generate this chart directly in Python language using a Django pl plugin? Uh, to generate this chart directly in the Python, yeah, actually, there's there's a there's a library called I think it's called Py D3 or D3 Py, which basically lets you do that. Um, so yeah, you you can totally do that. Um, and I can definitely prepare a description of what to code along with me next time. All right, so cool. So that's all for this live stream. Uh, I want to do these once a week, um, and we'll see how it goes because this is definitely like fun, but it's also like really intense. So I, the goal is to do it every week. I'm definitely gonna release my you know main videos once a week as well. So. All right, guys, so that's all. So uh, for now, I've got to learn more about JavaScript. Uh, so thanks for watching. Um, how do I end this? There it is.